0: Hey, friends, welcome to the second season of So What Makes You Come Alive podcast, inspiring conversations with everyday humans like you about what lights them up. We're your
1: hosts, Gabe the Girl and Michaela McGee. And this season, we're continuing to explore what it would look like to take ownership of and change the narratives of our lives to live a life fully alive. Hey, everyone, we are super excited because we just had our very first Double guest episode. And because of that, this was actually a super jam packed episode that we've decided to split into two different parts. So here we go with part one. Get ready.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to So What Makes You Come Alive. I'm Gabe the Girl. And I'm Michaela. And we are so excited to be interviewing two new guests today that are a couple of connections through Michaela. And it's the first time we've ever had two guests on the podcast at one time. So this is interesting. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. We I mean, we haven't prepped much, and that's what makes this exciting. Um, so we're so glad you're here to tune in um, to this, ep- this week's episode. I'm going to pass it off to Michaela to introduce our guests.
1: Awesome. Yes, I'm super pumped. So we have today with us, Carrie and Molly. And Carrie and I actually met at a dog park here because our dogs are the same which is amazing. And we have loved getting to know each other. We were just chatting right before this podcast. I totally thought that I had known her for more than a year, but evidently it's only been five months. This is the power of intentional relationships and conversations, right? Because we get to meet some pretty cool people and connect on a super deep level. Um, and Molly, I just met 15 minutes ago. So I'm going <laughs> to let the two of them give a little bit of an intro so that you guys can get to know our guests this week.
2: Molly, want to take it away? Sure, sure. So uh, I am Molly Barker. It's funny before we started, you said introduce, tell people who you are. And I would say first and foremost, I'm a ray of light.
1: Yay. Um I love. And this.
2: you know, I've love I've it. worked I've worked many years to uh, kind of deconstruct or, or move away from naming myself by the roles that I have, but I've, Mm -hmm. I've filled many roles. And one of them is a mother to two great kids, a dog owner, but I'll probably be best known when I, you know, move on to the next world as the founder of girls on the run international. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing that I've done and still love and uh, love to hang out with our councils and the girls and just spread the love.
1: Amazing! Can't wait to hear more about that. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. And Carrie, you want to tell us a little bit more about you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. You know, I have
3: the um the sexy voice. I beat it up.
1: <laughs> sexy <This Flynn>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy!
3: <laughs> oh boy! Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. So you know. The old Carrie would say, yep, um, and name all my roles, kind of like Molly mentioned. And um, this Carrie, in this new season of life, in this new rhythm of my life, um, I think about the the people that I surround myself with. So um, I have two girls, and they are the light of my life. And, um, and I'm married to Carrie, a man who has the same name that I have. And, um, and I have a furry dog that is best friends with Michaela's two dogs. And when they play together, we can't tell them apart. It's like one big red golden retriever rolling around. <laughs> um, I get my energy from really, un- well, in nature. Mm-hmm. And also I get my energy from people in yeah. many different ways and and spending time with people on deeper levels than the surface small talk, and um, really understanding who they are and what drives them, and helping them to see those things and see the good in themselves. Um, so that's where I get my energy and how I love to spend my time. I also love to have alone time in stillness. Mm-hmm. And ten years ago, I would not have said that. So,
2: <laughs> so
3: yeah,
1: I feel like that's. You're progress. maturing. It's beautiful. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> Amazing.
1: I love that. I really love the intentionality that both of you guys have with describing who you are, not by mm-hmm. what your roles are, what roles you've played or are playing right now, but yes, who you are in your essence, your you-ness. And let that be an inspiration to everybody listening. Like, who are you? Honestly. I feel like that's mm-hmm. such an important question to be asking and we get to ask ourselves. Nobody's telling us. But I do feel like that's such an easy thing. Like, hi, I'm Michaela. This is what I do but it's not who Mm -hmm. I am yeah
0: it's very interesting yeah because here in Europe just on that note I know we got to get into the podcast but here in (laughs) Europe that when you when you meet people you don't automatically start talking about what you do in life Mm
1: -hmm. and I never
0: realized that that's such a natural like hey so uh yeah I'm So and so, what's your name? Oh, what do you do? Like, like -hmm. what's your job? And it's like, oh no, like they they don't automatically launch into that. They, Mm -hmm. you know, they have other things that they're talking about, family and community. Yes.
3: They're passionate about. It's like, wow.
1: Yeah. Right. Refreshing. It is refreshing. Well, I mean,
3: I will say that the way that I um so what you just said gave the girl, um, mm -hmm. is is so true. And had I not though um, dipped my toe in girls on the run, I wouldn't have met Molly. And that's been mm-hmm. a beautiful friendship and relationship that started 13 years ago. And um, so, you know, some of the closest relationships that some of us might have, might be from those roles that we've played. Truly. Right. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're very formative. Well, Carrie, you started talking a little bit about this, like what gives you energy, but I would love to hear what makes you come alive? What really actually lights you up? Me? Yeah, go for it.
3: Um, you know, I I love to, I, I kind of, the reason I hesitate mm-hmm. is because there's so many ways that I'd love to answer this. Mm-hmm. So the way that I'm going to answer this is, um, that I'm really driven to, and this is this is a quote that I learned a long time ago. And I think it's, I don't know if it's Stephen Covey's quote or not, but that's where I learned it in a certification with, with his seven habits program. And it's to live, to love, to learn and to leave a legacy. And what lights me up is to bring to life those four elements and to tie them into and weave them into every part of my life. And, um, you know, I I often think about the impermanence of life and, um, and especially most recently losing my dad. And it's really in the foremost of my mind of thinking about doing things big and big can be small. Um, so big doesn't mean that I have to be the loudest person. It can mean that I can be the quietest person and uh, creating that space to be where people can be seen and heard. And, um, so what lights me up is being able to, to feel like I'm making a difference in this life and that my purpose is, um, alive and well, and that I continue to play into it and lean into it. And then I can just show up as myself. And, and I'll say that that came with maturity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was talking to my daughter this morning about how I wish that I had, if i have a regret it is the t- time and energy spent worrying about what people thought all of the years um in comparison and um and she's 24 and you know we were having these conversations and i'm hoping that they'll help inform she and her sister to um spend less time they will in that unimportant unimportant space yeah yeah oh
1: yeah mm-hmm. they're listening holy moly that is so important not caring what other people think. I mean, we're Mm. programmed, you know, from the time that we're infants, like to please other people. We get told yes or no, good, bad, whatever, for Mm -hmm. the things that we are figuring out as toddlers, you know? Like we're figuring out the whole world and we're told this is either good or bad. And of course you're either a people pleaser or a rebel (laughs) as a result of that. (laughs) But still, you still care what other people think. Man. Yeah. What
2: about you, Molly? <laughs> so sp- you like? so speaking of Rebel. Um <laughs> so I think I think I would not have said this until recently, but I get just the most amazing juice from poking the bear. And <laughs> 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 wait <but> a second. <laughs> to, but to do it in a way that invites people into Um, questioning all the ways they've been conditioned and programmed to think they should be. And it, yeah, it started with, um, I grew up in the South. I don't know if I still have an accent, but I grew up in the South and my mother was the goddess of poking the bear but I didn't realize that it was just, she was my mom, right. You know, she mm-hmm. just was the weirdo that was running at age 50 when no women ran or the woman who was practicing yoga or, you know, using curse words in public and just all the things that a good Southern girl wasn't supposed to do. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, I went on and, uh, uh drank, I, I had, a, you know, struggled with addiction because, I wanted to poke the bear, but I was too afraid to, like you said, I was worried what people would think. And then when I got sober at age 32, it was suddenly like, Oh my gosh, I've been conforming to all of these systems and thoughts and you know conditions all my life. I don't want to live. That's not, that's no way to live. And so started girls on the run to create the space for girls to uh, come into their own, know the essence of who they are and, uh, build some resiliency skills so that when the world came at them, they could, they could reject that or, or kind of rebuff it. Is that the rebut? I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. do yeah. something to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been doing that my whole life. And so what gets me excited now is kind of on a more one-on-one basis. I'm not working at girls on the run anymore, but watch just, gosh, creating that vessel or space where somebody has that moment where they just go, Oh my God, you mean I don't have to anymore? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing.
0: Now, for I, some of our listeners out there, and also for myself, could you explain a little bit about what Girls on the Run is? Because we're hearing yeah. the bits and yeah. pieces of more
2: and more. Absolutely. So, Girls on the Run is a, a running program uh, for third to eighth girls, third to eighth grade girls. But actually, it's not really just about running. It's it's a program that integrates running into teaching girls some really strong resiliency skills and also Mm -hmm. celebrating the essence of who they are. So when they go through the program, they've actually got some tangible skills they can use to remember who they are before Mm -hmm. the systems and the, you know, society tries to tell them who they are. And in the process, they're training for a 5k. So, you know, what comes along with that is that sort of body autonomy that, you know, I have this body and I am, um, can self-regulate my body and I know what I can do with my body so they train for Mm -hmm. this 5k Mm -hmm. and we have coaches it's all over the country and it's just incredible Mm -hmm. it's incredible what how it's grown and people like Carrie took brought it to Lancaster and it's just incredible oh cool yeah Yeah.
1: right so awesome amazing you started that
2: I founded it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, to say that it, I started it, I would say it more like came through me. Mm. You know, I mean, it was, it's always been there than the idea of, you know, being free from these systems and things. I just brought it from sort of mm. a non touchable yeah. thing into life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And we're also grateful to Molly for mm. creating this vehicle. For all of us to jump in right now mm. and to be able to um, bring the lessons and the mission to life because mm. of something that came through her on a run, right. and um, it's really quite an amazing story. And to be part of it and to belong to something like this is really powerful. Mm. For every girl, every family member, every coach, mm. every staff member, yes, it's it's an it's amazing, so cool web. Oh my
1: gosh, yeah wonderful
0: I have to Uh go do some research later on the internet to read up up a bit more and it's just that's so cool um Michaela and I actually when we lived in southern Spain she helped me train for a half marathon um amidst doing like coaching with me which is just so Mm -hmm. cool like to see the connection between like Mm -hmm the the physical side and then your like mental emotional side like when those two are working together and you know you're making progress in those areas it's just incredible how powerful um those can be together Michaela totally I that that resonates with me what you are doing um or what you've been a part of um it's amazing oh cool well now that you've shared a little bit about what makes you come alive and what lights you up in those areas we would love to know what inspires and encourages each of you to live a life fully alive and investing in those um those things that make you feel fully alive maybe carrie you can start us off
3: i i think um when i hear that question the first my mind goes immediately to the generations behind me um Mm -hmm. and i think about my kids specifically and then beyond them everyone that they touch and that ripple so i'm inspired by the potential that they all hold and i'm inspired um, i'm inspired by my gift of being able to sit with people and help them see their potential and then see them unleash that and start to impact in significant ways, they're, you know, everyone in their lives, you know, that butterfly effect. And um, Mm -hmm. so I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired by um, the fact that the world needs every single one of our voices. And, um, you know, for a person right now, I'm reading a book about transitions and because we all have them. And we all live yes. through them. And, <laughs> and you know, if we can reframe transitions to being a positive and finding what we learn and the gifts in each one um, during that messy middle, gosh, during the unknown and uncertainties. So um, there's a concept in this book about helping people feel like they truly matter and and can be valued. And it's kind of the ABCs of valuing a human being. And so that's agency, and I so believe that that when we lean into our agency, which my definition of that is understanding what makes us who we are and pretty badass, mm-hmm. and and what makes us stand out, and um, what our gifts are. So our agency is the A, and the B is then um, I think about and. We can use Girls on the Run as an example. We can use so many things in our lives as an example of once you understand your agency and then finding a place where you can belong and lean into it and show up as as you are. And, and then the last, the C is the cause and having a purpose and aligning with that cause. And I think about that um, when I think about the generations before me as well, you know, as there's this ageism, right? And I'm I'm 54 and I have to say that um, I'm feeling a little different. I'm feeling, and if I allowed myself, I could really kind of fall into a little bit of a, a sadness about it. And the key in what I'm learning and listening to all of my friends and people who have gone before me is if we continue to find our purpose and something that excites us, which is a cause, then um, then we don't feel our age. I don't Mm. feel my age. And um, so there's something to that. I'm doing a lot that really lights me up is to think about that. So learning lights me up. Um, And let's see. um, Being with my family and just connecting when you have the, the aligned and and shared history Mm. and with friends really lights me up. Um, My dad would always say before I got off the, off the, out of his pickup truck every day when he would drop me off at school. He'd say, and it drove me crazy. If you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. And he'd start with, you know, Carrie Sue. Mm. If you see someone with a smile, give them one of yours. And I'd be like, okay, whatever dad. And I'd jump out of the car and go, you know, for the kickball game or whatever it was at recess (laughs) in the morning. And, and you know what, every single day of your life, when you hear that, I, I think I really do live that because it's the only universal language we have, isn't it? The smile.
2: Mm.
3: And um, when we can share that, it's 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 amazing how it can make a difference. And so um, when I think about what lights me up, I have that shared history with my family and my girls said, hey, let, we're going to get a tattoo, all the grandkids in honor of Papa and we're going to get a little tiny smiley face. And so the five oh grandkids gosh. got together over Thanksgiving, and one is too young, the other one swims, so she couldn't do it. But you know, then there were a few of the adults who said, "Well, wait a minute, can we join you? It wasn't our idea, mm-hmm. but can we join you?" So my mom and I both got little tiny smiley oh. faces right there and wow. with with the grandkids and so that's a shared not saying you have to have a tattoo to be shared but that's a shared alignment of values that um Mm -hmm. and that lights me up to be able to and that's such a small scale we could make this even bigger and maximize that when it comes to shared values and shared shared legacy Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
2: that is good oh man
0: there's so much in that i know right chew on (laughs) But I do love I do love Carrie. Why you talked about the um the generations to come and mm-hmm. how that inspires you. I'm like, yes, please. Like, yes. Even even for the people around us. Like it, you know, we're in like you talked about finding somewhere you belong, you're in community like let, let what you're doing and how it's, it's going to change the atmosphere, how it's going to impact other people around you, encourage you and inspire you to continue living fully alive. Right. And then Mm -hmm. for those, you know, you talked about, um, you have a daughter, is that what you said? Yeah. Two girls, You have two girls. Okay. So for your daughters, like they're seeing mom, you know, living, you know, out her life fully alive and, you know, then you have your dad, you have those values that are being passed down and that's an incredible, incredible thing.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just feel like I have always thought about the generations to come. Like, I think more so in terms of like sustainability, I just wanna make sure that people get to enjoy this planet and the beauty that is here. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what can I do in this moment to actually make sure that future generations get to enjoy it? as much as possible. But that, like, to be able to carry that over into just knowing, you know, my actions have an impact, all of our actions have an impact. So what's the intention behind the action? Can we really be thinking about something bigger than ourselves, something that like, we might not even be here to be witness to, but our actions have a massive ripple effect. And it's the ripple effect that goes into the legacy that is like, that's, that is what we're freaking doing right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. What about you, Miss Um,
2: So what inspires me? It, it's probably more who inspires me. Um, mm-hmm. Still with the theme of um, poking the bear, I guess. <laughs> I'm really inspired by people who have um, overcome some of those oppressive internal messages To live into their full, boldest self. So, I have a friend of mine. um, She's a Black woman who uh, is queer and has, you know, really, she's one of my best friends. And it's just been beautiful to sort of walk beside her as she pushes on so many social norms and constructs and how terrifying that is. You know, I feel I feel shaky in my voice just, you know, noticing that and how she just owns it now, you know. And so, you know, and I think about other people having grown up in the South who grew up maybe in really harsh uh, evangelical systems, you know, and have sort of come through to be more inclusive and uh, embracing diversity and people who are different. So I'm really inspired by that. Because it's, to me, any opportunity I have to be around that gives me the freedom to feel more freedom, you know, and to be more liberated from the things that continue to weigh me down. Um, and, yeah, that that's the things. Those are the things that inspire me. I mean, I look at my own children who are both... Um, living outside the norm, you know, uh, one of them went to uh, college for a couple years, one chose not to go, which in my little southern world is very uh, non traditional, right, you know, you sort of get on that escalator, and you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. And they're both thriving, and they're so happy, and they're so cool. And I just love them. But that didn't come with a lot of without a lot of self doubt and fear. And you know, because of the messages they got around them. So anyway, that's inspiring to me. And as somebody who's getting older, you know, what does that look like? How I don't know, you know, so trying to find women who are like, just, you know, crazy, badass, you know, <laughs> that, that, that aren't, aren't conforming again to, you know, like Carrie was saying, you know, this is what you do when you're old and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's inspiring to me.
1: Oh, that's so good. I mean, all of this stuff, I'm just like, I could just like sit here and listen to you guys talk all day long.
2: (laughs) I mean, um, what inspires me is what is the thing that moves people, right? From being just stuck to sort of stepping outside and into their, their bigness, you know, their boldness. There's something there that I love to look at and, you know, sit with. Yeah,
0: overcoming yeah. lies, overcoming fears, overcoming generational things yeah. that are so ingrained in us, you know, even even without knowing, right? And then to mm-hmm. see um the people in front of us that we long to see have victory and to like overcome. It it is an inspirational thing. I love, you know, in, in the past looking back on like people I did some life coaching with, it's it's when you can see the person in front of you and say like, man, you're so valuable and so beautiful and so loved. And so, you know, like all of these things. And then when they come to that, like that enlightenment, when they, when they arrive there and they, they really believe it between their head and their heart, they've come to this like agreement that this is, this is who I am. Like, yeah, I, that yes, that victory, that inspiration coming from other people's victory,
1: I'm just like, well, I'm getting excited about it now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah I mean honestly like it is it's funny the way that you say poking the bear but Mm -hmm. it's so true like (laughs) all of this stuff is just a construct of you know somebody else's idea of what they wanted life to look like and Mm -hmm. and somehow it became a norm somehow it became totally accepted by a majority of society and how many people go through life without even being awakened to that, like without even realizing that. So I'm super grateful. Like this is part of why we have this podcast is to have conversations with people to like hear things like this, to get the message out there even further, to just have people ask themselves these questions. Like, what do I really have the freedom to live a life that actually lights me up? What would inspire me to do that? Like what, how could I be poking the bear? right now like what is it what is actually uncomfortable in my life right now like what does not Mm -hmm. feel right and why doesn't it feel right I think all of these questions are just so good to be asking
2: and then the other thing that I've finally come to understand as I've gotten older is you know maybe sometimes it's just not today though Not today. Mm -hmm. Not today. I'm not going to poke the bear. I'm going to eat, eat and watch Love Island and just, you know, (laughs) just do that all, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like some days you just have that. Yeah. Yeah. But some days that is our purpose.
1: Like rest is so important. Rest is productive. We're constantly overstimulated in this world. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes we really do need to just zone out. And if you Mm -hmm. can't, go up and hide in a cave in Tibet somewhere, then you might need to curl up on your couch and put on Love Island. Same thing-ish. Probably a lot of people out there who would beg to differ. It's not at all the same thing. I do recognize that. But giving ourselves the freedom, yes, to rest and relax and just, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. break out of the unnecessary busyness of it all.
2: Actually, that is poking the bear though, isn't it? it is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah to say to, yeah to say today I'm gonna rest I'm not yeah, gonna get caught in the busyness of all this mm-hmm. achievement yeah yeah so, yeah,
0: that's yeah I don't excuse. believe one can arrive at fully alive without incorporating
1: rest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think sometimes I'm most fully alive when I'm resting <laughs> I'm <never gonna> lie. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. it just feels so nice just like mm-hmm. chill out And honestly, in this season that we're in with the holidays and the, the busyness for the sake of busyness, like it's fun and it's great. And I do love it, but it's also like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a freaking marathon in one month. And then, then you're supposed to just like kick off the new year. Like everything's just peachy. No, I do not think so
0: like just we huh. run ourselves down during the holidays and they're like okay time for new year's resolutions hop yeah, on in I, be fully yeah. alive <laughs> like,
1: my resolution is go, go, be go. for 31 days oh my goodness yes, yes. last night holiday um, from we, the holidays yeah, Sorry, yeah.
3: <laughs> so along that along that whole idea of the swirl around the holidays we hosted a happy hour last night for the retreats that we run for um women called drop below the surface. And the whole purpose was to help women press pause. And, Mm. um, and so we promised two things that we would help, we would press pause during the time together and that we would connect. And it was just so what a sociological study it would have been Mm. for, for us to just be watching in this room. Mm. People arrived, you know, right, right at five o'clock And you could just feel that the busy was still with them, right? And, you know, everyone relaxed into, you know, we took 45 minutes of just connecting informally and doing some painting and things like that. And it was really interesting then to when we finally got to the program of pausing and closing Mm -hmm. our eyes and stopping the thinking just to see bodies change. Mm -hmm. And gosh, I just want to be so much better about that it's it's the you know acknowledging when i'm in that swirl and and what a gift to ourselves to sit still
1: yeah 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 Yeah. well maybe this is is coming up as a (laughs) because it's the opposite it's poking the bear (laughs) right the gift is in the bear (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) but it is i mean slowing down i think just because of the culture that we live in you know this western culture is I see. And it's so hard sometimes to keep up with all the things, but it is a gift to just recognize that we don't need to keep up with all the things. We get to keep up with what we want to keep up with, including resting. Hey,
0: everybody. Thanks for tuning in to part one of a two-part conversation with Carrie and Molly. We look forward to having you back next week for more of this epic conversation.